0: The following audio drama is rated R, for rockin'. You can be sure that everything you wanted to see when you were a teenager is here. Just tantalizingly out of reach if you're under 17 or 18 years old.
1: Greetings, my intrepid audio investigators. My name is Inspector Murder. Although when working undercover I'm known as a treader of the boards, operating under the non-diplume Alistair Sanderson. I'm here to introduce Inspector Murder Inspects, the sleuthing sitcom which charts my adventures in Victorian London. You're about to hear the second instalment in the series, in which I and my colleagues attempt to identify a poison pen-letter writer hiding on a train. It's intriguing, it's exciting, although the less said about what happened on the viaduct, the better... <clears throat> in the story I am joined by my fellow detective, Laura and Order, our genius bondsman and inventor Luke Verclues, and and our housekeeper, Constant Surveillance, whose behaviour in this adventure I refuse to condone. Oh good lord. But never mind that. Enjoy the show. Memoirs of
0: a Victorian Detective. It is often claimed by historians of criminology that Inspector Murders' time in London did little to combat the rampant wave of illegality crossing the city in the late 1800s. Those academics clearly underestimate the impact the inspector had on halving the number of missing cats in the capital for years running. But one case has always stood out in my memory from the mundanity of our earlier investigations. The mysterious affair of Freddie Beresford.
2: Unbound Theatre presents Inspector Murder Inspects, by Dario Knight and Gareth Johnson. Episode 2, A Threatening Letter.
1: Constance? What? Would you mind not banging my head on the table? I'm trying to read the newspaper.
3: Well, that depends, Flower. Are you going to give me a pay rise? No. Well then. Ow!
1: Ow!
0: Ow! Give up, Constance. I've seen our bank book. He couldn't afford to up your wages even if he wanted to.
1: I could afford it if we had money. We'd have money if we had a case. We'd have a case if you let me get on with reading the damn newspaper. <laughs> I'm onto you, boy No luck with the crime reports. Oh, there's no shortage of felonies. Murders, abductions. Some nonsense about a load of gingers covering up a bank robbery. And all of them. Every last one. Sold by smarmy Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Oh, what's that you're holding?
0: One of Luke's latest inventions. He uses newfangled electricity to destroy small insects. Look.
1: Very effective. (laughs) Not going to get us a case, though, is it? What's that? Someone slipped a note under the door. Uh, Of course. Mm, Dear Constable Cockface, I have abducted your beloved housekeeper. If you want to see her again, leave a thousand quid in used banknotes inside the pocket of her best apron.
0: Very funny, Constance. Oh my God, she's actually
1: gone. Indeed. Let's just take a look outside, shall we? Constance! Constance! Constance, I can see you hiding behind that gas lamp! No, you can't. Nice try. Happens every time she wants money. Fake abductions, blackmail, forged letters from the King of Nigeria. Claiming I've inherited his fortune, but need to make a down payment to cover the inheritance tax. Bugger off, Constance. You can stay out there until you've calmed down. For the last time, take your bogus ransom note and shove it up your wrinkly old... Ah. Hello. Ah, Ah. (laughs) hello there, young sir.
2: Can I help you? I'm looking for Inspector Murder. I am he. Oh, how strange. The Welsh lady who opened the door said you were a dwarf with a limp and a wart on your nose the size of a guinea pig.
1: Oh, do come in. This is my colleague, Laura Norder. Pleased
0: to meet you.
2: Why, hello there. And what's a pretty young thing doing tucked away in a stuffy office like this?
0: Oh, look. There's a fly on your trousers. <laughs>
1: Mummy! it! Wrong sort of fly, Laura. Whoops. Please,
2: take a seat, Mr... Beresford. Freddy Beresford.
1: And what brings you to our agency, Mr Beresford?
2: This letter, as it happens, posted through my door early this morning.
1: Mm, My dear Freddy, you have ignored my warnings and so there must be a reckoning. Mend your ways or suffer the consequences.
2: It's unsigned, no postmark. I've received several such letters in the last few weeks. It's been most unsettling. The chaps at my club said I should find help. Very wise. And there was an almighty queue outside that fellow Holmes's place, so I came here.
0: Wait a minute. Beresford, I know that name. You're in all those society papers.
2: I have a reputation around town. Never want to miss a party. Mr Beresford,
1: have you an inkling...
2: If... I should say so after that last put a few dozen vaults up my ghoulies.
1: An inkling as to who might have sent these letters to you.
2: No. Although, you'll think I'm mad. But ever since they started arriving, I could swear I'm being followed. Chap in a long dark coat. I've seen him countless times. At my private club. At Uncle Aubrey's country
0: pile. Lady Farquhar's polo party. Good grief, were you there?
1: Your case is an interesting one, Mr Beresford. And I shall be happy to assist. As for how to proceed...
2: Another letter. Oh, my sainted legacy, he's found me.
1: Not again. Uh, Pay it no heed, Mr Burrisford. Just a missive from a disgruntled employee.
0: What does she want now?
1: Uh, Shameless heathen, you must be punished. No one can help you now. Certainly not some idiotic inspector. Oh yes, here we go, spiteful cow. Yeah! Yeah, You watch your mouth! Constance! How did you get in here? Through the window in the storage room. So, you didn't send this letter?
0: The handwriting doesn't match the note Constance sent, Inspector, but it does match the one sent to Mr Beresford.
2: It is him.
0: Quick, check outside.
2: There he is, chap in the cape, running down the street. You there, stop!
0: There's more to the letter. 1047 from King's Cross Station. Let us put an end to it. Oh, God. Things cross? But that means... Put an end to what, Mr. Beresford? If you're withholding something, we need
2: to know. On my life, I have nothing to hide. I might enjoy the odd soiree. Perhaps I stay out a touch too late or drink a little more than is wise. What chap doesn't? But nothing to warrant this hostile letter campaign.
1: Very well. Then we must prepare. Prepare for what? The 1047 from King's Cross. I intend for us to board that train tomorrow morning.
2: I can't do that.
1: I'll be killed. Mr. Beresford, I assure you that under my care, you are entirely safe. (laughs) Constance, put that down. Young man, until this case is resolved, I shall do whatever it takes to protect you. Whatever it takes. Even if I should have to, um, I don't know, uh, engage in a heroic fight to the death on top of a speeding train carriage. (laughs) I shall do it.
0: Why would you have to fight on top of a train? That would be incredibly dangerous.
1: You never know where a case might lead, Laura. And... Should the investigation demand it, I will, of course, have no hesitation to bravely tackle this evil fiend on the roof of his carriage as we speed through the British countryside.
0: You've been reading those detective novels again, haven't you?
1: (coughs) Nonsense. Uh, Mr Beresford, you shall stay here tonight, then in the morning we shall all board that train. And when this shady menace reveals himself...
3: We'll shock his knackers off! Someone take that off her...
1: She scares me.
4: Oh, Luke,
1: I wonder if I'm... Uh,
4: Hush, Inspector, please. My current undertaking is almost complete, but it requires some very precise final adjustments. I see. Uh, Can I help at all? Pass me that spatula. Of course. Here you are. I just need to tease this bit of tissue away from the metallic container.
1: My god. I had no idea you'd ventured into biological experiments for clues.
4: Now to ease it down onto the pre-prepared receptacle. Pass me the flask, Inspector. Ooh, it looks like blood. Simply apply the liquid to the sample like so. Now, quickly cover it up with the top of the receptacle. There we are. It's done. Uh, But but what is it? It's a bacon sandwich, you fool.
1: Oh.
4: Oh. Can I have one? Sorry, it's Sir. It's the last of the bacon. Damn.
1: Oh well, never mind. Well, I have another case to embark upon the clues, and I need your help. We have a gentleman upstairs who is being pursued.
4: <laughs> Constance up to her old tricks again, is she?
1: <laughs> it, no, not like that.
4: Reminds me of you and her at the agency party last Christmas. We
1: don't talk about that. Oh. A man is being threatened and followed by a masked. Figure. I intend to t- track down the fiend and ambush him. Have you anything to aid the case? Uh, perhaps some equipment to um, assist a chap should he need to engage in a fight to the death atop a speeding train? A speeding train? Why on earth would that come up? No reason, um, but it doesn't hurt to be prepared, <laughs> does it? I suppose not. So, do you have any ingenious devices for such an endeavor? Or... Special soles for the shoes, perhaps, which maintain grip on a carriage roof. Goggles to keep the locomotive's grimy steam out of your eyes. Or maybe a camera to capture the courageous and valiant battle.
4: I don't have any of those things, sir. Uh,
1: But I do have this. Come and take a look. My
4: word. Isn't it beautiful?
5: It's exquisite.
4: One of a kind. I thought there were none left. Just this one. And it's all yours. you want ketchup on it or brown sauce? Brown sauce. There you are. Excellent stuff for clues. Well, I'd best be off. Oh, wait a minute, sir. Don't you want the surveillance equipment? The what? The maps? The binoculars? A state of the art
1: listening device to eavesdrop on any suspects? Oh, yes. Pack all that crap in a bag and set the alarm for the morning.
2: Inspector, there you are. The train's about to leave.
1: Sorry about the delay, Mr. Beresford. We've been testing Dr. Vercluse's new listening device.
4: I think it's working now, sir. If you and Mr. Beresford take the receptor nodule over there, I'll put on the ear-mounted audio amplification phonograms and see if I can hear you.
0: There must be a
1: catchier name for those.
0: What, for the earphones?
1: Yes, something that trips off the tongue, like... uh, Lug hole listeners,
0: or earphones,
1: shell like sounder doodles, or earphones. Brilliant, Constance.
0: Typical.
1: Now, let's give them a whirl before we leave. This way, Mr. Burrisford. Ready when you are, Inspector. Do you really? Think... Quieter, Mr. Burrisford.
2: You really think you can catch this fiend before anything happens?
1: Of course. Even if I have to pursue the villain onto the roof of that second-class carriage and beat him into submission, oh, shall I shall unmask him.
0: Any luck, Luke?
6: Can't
1: hear
4: them. I'll try turning up the amplifier. Still nothing.
3: You need it up higher than that. Give it to
1: you. <coughs> oh, my ears! Right. We need to get aboard... What's wrong, the clues?
3: Pardon? Technical malfunction.
0: You get aboard, I'll keep an eye on the other passengers.
1: This way, Mr. Beresford. I've reserved a compartment.
0: If I were a stalker boarding a train, which carriage would I choose?
5: An interesting hypothetical, mademoiselle.
0: Oh, hello there. Bonjour. Are you boarding?
5: Indeed, I am.
0: Don't suppose you're a stalker, are you?
5: <laughs> the very prospect. You are with the local constabulary?
0: No, a private matter. I'm law and order. And you?
5: My name is Adelbert Bureau. Recently retired from the Belgian police force.
0: A Belgian detective?
5: Don't meet many of those in London. I am pursuing a case of my own. I have reason to believe one of our fellow passengers means arm upon another.
0: That wouldn't be Freddy Beresford, would it?
5: No. Indeed, the name means nothing to me.
0: <whistles> Go aboard!
5: We must embark. Good luck to you, Miss Nodair.
0: And to you, Monsieur Bureau.
1: That's Mr. Burris Ford, safely in his compartment. Just as well, we brought Constance with us to guard him. Hades himself wouldn't cross her. Sorry, sir. Her hearing's not improved yet, then, for the clues. I make it half eleven, sir. Ugh, give me strength. Uh, Laura, how's the investigation progressing?
0: Well, I had a look through the. Uh... Ah, Laura,
1: how's the investigation
4: progressing?
0: <sighs> I've had a look through the first few carriages and I can't see a cloaked figure anywhere.
1: About half eleven, I think. Ignore him. Have a seat.
0: Who do you think might be sending the letters, Inspector? As far as we can tell, Beresford doesn't have any enemies.
1: Don't be so sure, Laura. Yeah, Fly-by-night johnnies like that make enemies at every turn. Gambling with money they can't afford. Drunken bickering that turns into a brawl.
0: Well, in that case, he'll love Constance. I'd better check the other carriages.
1: <laughs> yeah, good idea. Oh, uh, Laura?
3: Yes? And
1: um, If you... Should happen to have time. You, you, you couldn't find out the quickest way onto the roof, could you? you? You never know. It might come in handy. Just in case... In case
0: someone should need to have the sight on top of the train. I'll see what I can find.
1: Excellent. Just think of it, Luke. A daring duel atop a speeding locomotive. Tumbling across the roof, exchanging blows. Risking the deadly plummet over the edge into the abyss of night. You, it's still morning maybe if I close my eyes Oh, (laughs) but the excitement of it oh that would show uppity Sherlock Holmes in his powers of deduction sniffing his cigarette button exposing a global conspiracy off the back of it oh it'd be my time in the spotlight at last haven't I heard that just one blaze of glory One rollicking adventure to thrill the readers of the Strand. Just once,
4: that's all. Quarter to 12 now, sir. Oh, give me strength.
0: Oh, look, another corridor, identical to the last one. What a shocker. Whoever designed these had an unhealthy fixation with wood paneling and sliding doors. Mind you, that is quite satisfying. Oh, that's good. I need to get out more. Oh, Monsieur Bureau, how are you getting on? Have you identified your suspect?
5: No, mademoiselle, but I have identified their target.
0: Excellent. How did you do that?
5: It was simplicity itself.
0: Really? Of course. How so?
5: They've been met.
0: What? What? Where?
5: Inside this very compartment.
0: We need to tell the guard we- No!
5: We must exercise the little beige cells. The what? The brain cells.
0: Oh, I think those are grey, not beige.
5: Uh, Have you ever seen them? No. Then you cannot know! We must not alert the guard. Whilst the killer thinks their deed is undiscovered, they will not suspect the Great Adelbert Bureau is on their trail. That's arrogant, but logical. Continue to track your stalker, Miss Nordair. Leave the murderer to me. I must examine the body. But remember, tell no one I am on the train. I must retain my anonymity.
0: Right. Oh, I need to sit down. Which one of these doors is mine? The hut. Lady.
3: <laughs> so, you got a stalker then? Indeed. I had one of them once. Really? Don't sound so surprised. I'm a right banger magnet, me. I. uh There was this one fella in Cardiff who used to follow me round from dawn till dusk, he did.
2: What a small world. I've a brother in Cardiff. How did you stop your pursuer?
3: Well, I sat him down, asked him why he felt compelled to shadow my every move, discussed a few psychological concerns which might have motivated him in the first place, and got him to agree to respect my personal boundaries and seek professional help. Really? Nah. I led him up to the edge of a cliff, turned round and twatted him over the edge with a parasol. Quite the effective method of making a point. Hmm. Got the message across and all. Right then... What are we going to do to pass the time? Got any booze?
0: Inspector!
1: What is it, Laura?
0: Mr. Berriford Stalker just slid this letter into my compartment. Dear God! The sick fiend! Under the door of my train compartment. Oh! Uh, what does it say? It says, quiet carriage, second class.
1: No, the letter.
0: It's addressed to you,
1: Inspector. With you, I seek no quarrel, but be warned, the time is upon us. You cannot save him. Oh, quickly to Beresford's compartment. His life may depend on it. Luke, for crying out loud,
4: a shift. Oh, are we there already?
1: Come on. Are you in there, Beresford? What if we're too late? It's not that late. Barely midday. Constance! Open this door! I thought you said she was guarding it. She
3: was when I left them. All right, Sergeant Bubba. What are you up to?
1: Constance, you're meant to be looking after Beresford.
3: Well, he wanted a drink, so I went to the buffet car. Had to test the goods first, of course. I mean, what if someone tried to poison him?
1: We'll have to force our way in.
3: The lunchtime queue is not that bad.
1: Beresford!
0: <laughs> Inspector, what's the matter? Your stalker sent another letter. What are you doing kneeling on the floor?
4: Look, sir, it's Beresford. He's kneeling on the floor and there's a load of white powder on his suitcase. White powder. Well, there we are. Looks like powdered sugar to me.
3: Oh, actually, Constance, I think it's... Let me get a closer look. Hmm, definitely powdered sugar. I'll give it a taste. Constance! Mm. Tastes like it, too. Mm. And, and the smell.
2: Mm. Oh, my God, she sniffed a lot. Inspector, I can explain.
1: I think you better had. We'll go to my compartment. Laura, Luke... Keep an eye on Constance.
0: Constance, are you all right?
3: Can I so, my little lambs! I feel bloody lovely! Who wants to go for a run? Last one to the driver's compartment's a sloppy fat!
0: Well, actually, Constance, I think we ought to stay here. Woo-hoo! Let's go! Please, not now. Constance, come back!
1: Well then, Beresford, time for the truth.
2: I told you I'm a man about town, Inspector, and that was no lie. But I perhaps understated the extent of my regular pastimes in the bars of Soho. Aside from partaking in certain substances, you may want to get your housekeeper to a doctor, by the way. I have something of a passion for gambling. Ah! You may see before you a devilishly handsome, well-to-do young man in a suit so sharp you could cut a cabbage with it. But in truth, I owe money to so many debtors, if I show my face in the city, I'll be at the bottom of the Thames before dusk.
1: That sheds light on your stalker's potential motive, then. I knew it would catch me up in the end. Our past always does, Mr. Beresford. Hmm. For now, I suggest we... Wait, if you're in debt, how are you planning to pay my fee?
2: I don't suppose you're in the market for a new suit, Inspector.
1: Oh, for f...
0: Constance, are you in here? Here what? We'd better split up. I'll take the front half of the train, you take the back.
4: It's no good, Laura. I can't make out a word. Listen, I'll take the front half of the train, you
5: check the back, and we'll meet back here.
0: Oh, it's going to be a long day.
5: Mademoiselle not there. How goes the chase?
0: Painfully little progress, I'm afraid. You've not seen a drug-addled housekeeper, have you?
5: Hmm? Not since I worked on the case of your queen at Buckingham Palace.
0: Oh. Have you identified your murderer?
5: I am edging closer to my prey. I possess every clue. Now I must link them together in a logical chain. And the assassin who perpetrated this evil deed will be at the end of that chain. Like a plug. A deadly, deadly plug. Tell me, who do you suspect? is your elusive shadow.
0: Someone who knows Mr. Beresford. Knows him well at that. His habits, his routines, his haunts. Someone offended by his excesses, affronted by his personality. That I wouldn't begrudge them that. Or someone who wants to put a stop to it all. Mend your ways or suffer the consequences is a threat. But then why address it to my
5: dear Freddy? I'm sure the answer will be closer at hand, mademoiselle. For now, I must depart. Remain vigilant. Oh, the
0: search goes on. Constance! Are you in this cupboard? Apparently not. Next up. Constance! Oh, this is my one. Bloody identical carriages. But that means next door was where... Huh. Another link in the chain. Now, where is she?
5: Clever, mademoiselle. Extremely clever.
2: Then there's the landlord of the prancing raccoon, the owner of the Hellfire Casino on Gower Street. Oh, and a peculiar gentleman I met on Shaftesbury Avenue.
1: Which brings the total number of people who might wish to do you harm up to 1,300... And twelve. What happened on Shaftesbury
2: Avenue? I don't recall, Inspector. I was, um, rather full of powdered sugar at the time. I just remember a lot of screamed threats and inventive hand gestures.
1: Oh, I suppose all that's left is to go through every passenger on the train and find the one who's out to get you. Although, if the law of averages is anything to go by, it could be all of them.
2: What if it is all of them, Inspector? This whole train could be conspiring to get me.
1: (laughs) A man persecuted by an organised group of passengers on a train? (laughs) Never heard such poppycock in my life. Laura, Luke, how's Constance?
0: She's disappeared. Last thing we saw, she'd whipped her penny off and was dancing on the tables in the dining car. One of the blokes watching saw her gyrating her hips and his glass eye popped out. Then she accosted the train guard, stole his whistle, blew it in Luke's ear
1: and ran for it.
4: Luckily, the blast of the whistle sorted my hearing out, sir. Very well.
1: Uh, uh, Mr. Beresford, you should return to your compartment. Luke will accompany you. Yes, Inspector. And keep off the powdered sugar! What should we do now? I've half a mind not to do anything for that freeloading little runt. But... I'll defend my professional pride to the end. Even if I have to confront the villain atop this very carriage. I need some way of speaking to the passengers without arousing suspicion.
4: Don't you worry, sir. A plan is at hand. You see, I've been dabbling in a few social experiments of late.
0: Is that why the laboratory was full of shoe shiners last week?
4: No, that's a side project. I'm writing a musical. I wondered who'd been buffing my slippers. We'll need to wait until lunch is served, but I've the perfect arrangement.
0: And what about Constance? (whistles) Yakita!
1: She'll be fine.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us here this afternoon. We hope that you enjoy this little party game. Dr. Verkluse here will now explain how it
4: works. My pleasure. Now... Everyone in the dining car is going to spend two minutes to sit and talk with another passenger. After the time has elapsed, we'll ring a bell, everyone will switch partners, and then converse with someone new. It's a nifty way for everyone to get to know each other a little better. I like to call it quick courting.
1: Or speed that's all sorted? Let's begin. So, you're a police inspector? Not exactly. I, I work outside of the police force. <laughs> I'm more of what you would call a consulting detective.
0: Oh, You mean like Sherlock Holmes?
1: Ugh, a bit like that, yes.
0: Hello there. Oh, Monsieur Bureau, I almost didn't recognise you. Why are you wearing an evening dress?
5: It is a cunning disguise, mademoiselle.
0: The top hat is a little incongruous, as is the moustache. It's a lovely cape, though.
5: I am at last owning in on the murderer. A web of intrigue lies across this train. Family grudges, forged wills, warring siblings.
0: How did the victim die, exactly?
5: He was shot with a dagger. Bit in poison. I take it this expedited social interaction is part of your
0: case? Not my idea, but it's handy for gathering information.
5: Your stalker must be almost within your grasp.
0: I rather suspect he is.
5: A detective? Oh, that reminds me. Have you read the new copy of The
1: Strand The latest home story. A genius stroke. My word, how I'd like to meet that man. What a mind. Don't you agree? Yes, quite the genius.
4: And then in the third scene, Titchy Jim the Boot Buffer has a solo number called When Willy Waxes Wellies, which if rehearsals are anything to go by, will bring the house down. Certainly shook the ceiling plaster loose in the lab.
0: That's fascinating, Luke, but wasn't the idea for us to talk to other people?
4: Oh, yes. But I think my favourite case has to be the adventure of the speckled band.
1: You know, I never... I don't suppose the name Freddie Beresford means anything to you, uh, sir? No, should it? Not at all.
0: Next! No joy, Inspector.
1: Joy? Not so much as a smile. I mentioned Beresford's name to every one of them, and nobody batted an eyelid. Still, it narrows down the list of suspects, sir.
0: Actually, I think I might have an idea who's behind all this. There's a man on board who... Oh,
1: hell!
3: Here he is, the bum fluff of Scotland Yard. How's it going?
1: Spiffing, Constance. Absolutely spiffing. I've a culprit to catch, I've no leads, my ego is flattened, and my housekeeper's off her tits. Your
3: latest client's doomed and
1: all. Don't remind me.
3: Especially when that little bugger in the top hat and cape gets to him.
1: I'm aware
4: of that. Wait a minute. Beresford Stalker wasn't wearing a hat when we saw him in the street.
3: No, but he was wearing one when I saw him just now down the corridor. Top hat and a cape?
1: Knew it. Uh, to the roof! Uh, I mean, uh, to Beresford's compartment! Beresford! Beresford! Which one's this compartment?
4: They all look the same.
0: Down the corridor, keep
4: going.
1: Oh, I swear, if we're too late, I'll never forgive myself. I'll hunt down that poisoned, pen-wielding beast, drag him onto the roof of this train and fight him to the death! Here it is! Beresford, he's gone! Inspector, Help! Down there, quick!
0: What the...? Ferrisford?
1: Oh, my head. He's bleeding. The stalker must have gotten to him. But where is he now? He can't have... Yeah, of course! What? He saw us coming and escaped onto the roof! Inspector, I really don't think... Let me open this window. There comes a time in every man's career when he faces the most terrifying and challenging of dilemmas. And on that day, he must suck in his fear, saddle his courage and fight a man on the roof of a moving train! Here I go! Be careful! Mind your footing! I'm all right! I just need to get hold of the... Ah, Help! I'm going to... Inspector! Inspector.
0: Stop the train! Stay with Freddy, I'll find a guard.
4: Watch out for the cloaked man! He is... he
0: is behind you. Don't start that. It's not panto season. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, it isn't. Uh, Oh, yes, it is. Oh, no.
2: The cloaked man is behind you, you pair of
0: imbeciles. Oh, so he is. Hello there, monsieur.
4: Excellent shot, Miss Norder. I didn't know you spoke French.
0: We need to stop the train and find the inspector. Call a guard. (sighs) Here, Inspector, let's put another blanket around you. Oh,
1: th- th- thank you, Laura. In a funny
4: way, it's just as well we were passing your lake when you fell out of the window, sir.
0: Pity we were on a viaduct at the
2: time. Inspector, you nearly lost your life to help
1: me. Oh, don't mention it to anyone. Anyone at all.
0: Come on, Inspector, you've earned the right to unmask the villain. Oh, I'd dearly love to do it myself.
1: Very well. <coughs> it's a game... It's over, you black-hearted scoundrel! Let's see your face.
2: My God! Cecil! What? Who's Cecil? My brother! (gasps)
6: Explain yourself! I'm so sorry that you got dragged into this, Inspector. I never meant for it to go so far.
2: Cecil,
6: those letters! How could you say such things? I just wanted to frighten you, Freddy. You are spending father's money so wildly, Drinking all day, gambling all night. I feared for your health.
0: I was right the first time. It was someone looking out for you. To think I thought it was Bureau.
6: what? I kept calling at your house, but the servants would never let me in. I thought if I could scare you into a meeting, I might finally be able to talk you into seeing sense.
0: Why did you knock him out
2: then? That was my fault. I tripped as we crossed between the carriages and banged my bonds on
6: the wall. You were clearly hurt, so I rushed to fetch a guard. So there was no stalker after all? Well, whoop de bleeding, do. Another triumph of a case. I can only apologise again, Inspector. I. No, 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 so long as Mr. Burris Ford has come to no harm. I wish I'd not taken that chap's advice now. What chap? I met him outside your office as I was writing the last letter. He suggested this rendezvous on the train. For some reason, he insisted on not making contact until we were nearing the viaduct, and to ensure that all the windows were unlocked.
2: Almost as if he expected you to take my case, insist we took the train, then make a dash for the roof inspector.
1: Did he tell you his name?
6: What was it now? It sounded vaguely Irish, as I recall. How strange.
2: The
0: chap outside
2: Holmes's place who recommended I seek out the inspector was Irish.
0: The same man, do you think?
6: Oh, don't doubt it. Come, Freddy. Let's get you back to your cabin.
2: Thank you, Cecil. I've been such a fool, haven't I? I'd say you'd been an
6: asshole. But we must aim to be positive, dear brother. Laura, what was all that about a bureau?
0: Well, there hangs a tale. There's a man on board calling himself Adelbert Bureau, claims as a Belgian detective.
1: <laughs> a Belgian detective <laughs> on a train. <laughs> The very idea.
0: He said he was investigating a murder and had to keep a low profile. But the compartment he claimed to be the crime scene was a storeroom. No dead body at all. Was he making it all up? I thought he must be Beresford's stalker and that the murder nonsense was just a cover story. But I was way off the mark. I should have stuck to my first instincts.
1: Where is this fellow now?
0: No idea. Why on earth would he lie about a murder?
1: Probably some insane fantasist, poor fool.
0: Well, there must be more to it than that.
1: Oh, come on. <laughs> Let's get back to my compartment. There should be a bottle of scotch waiting for us. At least we can drown our sorrows. Don't mention drowning. Oh. Come on. This way.
5: Bon voyage, mademoiselle Nordaire. I shall follow your career with great interest till we meet again.
0: Well, that's my second storage cupboard of the day.
4: All these bloody carriages look the same. Good thing Constance wasn't around to see that. Where did she get to in the end?
1: Oh, no.
3: She was poor. But she was honest Victim of the squire's game Constance? First he loved her Then he left her And she lost her honest name Are you all right? It's the same The whole world over It's the poor What gets the blame It's the rich What gets the pl-
1: Right, well, I think we should be making a move.
3: Standing on a bridge at midnight, she cried, Farewell, my blighted life. Farewell
1: indeed, let's go. There's
3: a scream, a splash. Good heavens! What is she uh, doing, up? Where did you get that guitar? It's the same the whole world over. It's the poor one gets the blame. It's the rich what gets the pleasure. Ain't it all a bleeding shame? Then they dragged her from the river. Water from her clothes they drank.
1: Don't take the piss. Before
3: they thought that she was drowned. But the corpse got up and sank. It's the same the whole world over. It's the poor what gets the blame. It's the rich what gets the pleasure. Ain't it all a bleeding shame?
4: If you can't beat 'em.
3: It's, it's the, the same the whole
4: world, world over.
3: It's, it's the, the poor, poor one what gets the blame. It's the, the, blame. It's the, the rich what gets, what gets the, the pleasure. pleasure. It all a bleeding
1: shame? Finished? I
3: don't know about you, Petal, but I'm starving! Fancy a kebab?
2: Inspector Murder Inspects A Threatening Letter was written by Dario Knight and Gareth Johnson. It starred Alistair Sanderson as The Inspector, Emily Pugh as Laura, Joe Pratt as Constance, and Andrew Faber as Luke, with Gareth Johnson as Freddy, John North as Cecil, Brian Murray as Adelbert, and Hannah Rogers, Chris Barnett, and Andy Shaw as The Passengers. The title music was by Kevin MacLeod, additional music by Matt Black, and editing by Gareth Johnson. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound Theatre.